Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. My name is Christina Nunez. I'm a writer in San Francisco, and this is the story of me and a certain special someone in my life, Prince. It may sound ridiculous that, as a 28-year-old adult, after meeting Prince in person for the first time a few years ago, I cried. Hard. Nonetheless, it is true. I approached him during rehearsals at an award show, and we had a simple moment. I shook his hand and said, thank you. He nodded, and I scooted away to sob in the nearest bathroom as his bodyguards closed back around him. In the moment, there was no opening to tell him that we were supposed to have been together. There wasn't enough time to foster the kind of magic that I was sure existed between us when I first started listening to his music as a teenager. I can't say that I fully understood what a soulmate was at the age of 13, but I knew that he was mine. I consciously avoided the word fan when it came to my relationship with Prince. Fans joined clubs and put up posters and wrote letters that would never be read. Fans worshipped without really understanding. My connection to Prince, on the other hand, was on a higher plane, the same plane. The way I saw it at the time, it would have felt obscene to make it into something totemic. I had dreams about him, imagined conversations with him, fantasized about being the object of his musical and literal lust. I felt proprietary about Prince, and only two acceptable scenarios existed for me. I would either nurture this intense bond within the confines of my inner life, or we would meet one day, and it would all become real. Scenario A it was. I confided many of my feelings about Prince to my diary, which was, of course, purple. Even then, I tried to downplay my fantasies because I somehow had enough wherewithal to realize how ridiculous they sounded. I came across some of these diary entries when preparing to audition for Mortified, the show in which people read out loud on stage from their teenage diaries. October 5th, 1984. All this time I've been leading up to this. God knows why I never wrote this, but I love Prince. It's indescribable. He's my favorite everything. He's so cool. Anyway, naturally, me and about 60,000 other people wanted t- tickets to his concert. Seven sold-out shows. I had only one chance to get tickets, radio stations. But I thought, there's no chance of that. But one night, last night, I heard the DJ on 97FM saying, Caller 71, call back, caller 73, call back, etc., after they played Purple Rain. So I picked up Mom's phone and called. Two, three times, busy signal. Then it started ringing. I thought, it's a wrong number, or I'm caller 96. Then this is what happened. DJ, hello, what radio station do you listen to? Me, 97 Wash FM? DJ, You just won free Prince tickets to a sold-out concert. Me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I'm totally in shock. Oh, my God. I love Prince. I do. I really do. I've been calling so much. Etc. Etc. I was shaking for a half hour afterwards. I mean, the odds, the coincidence is incredible. 
I can't even describe the feeling of incredibility or whatever. It's the biggest coincidence. Mom and Dad had to hear the tape before they'd believe it. I love Prince. They couldn't have picked a better winner. I mean, not bragging. It's just I deserve it. I loved him so much and wanted to go so bad. October 8th, 1984. My next topic is none other than Prince, whom we all know I live and would die for. Eighteen more days till the concert. That will be the best night of my life. I've had two dreams about him. This is the first. Jill Hummelfarb and I were walking down the hall in Seven Locks Elementary, of all places, and saw Prince practically on the ground with fans around him whom he obviously didn't want near him. When Jill and I turned the corner, I said, He looks kind of faggy in that outfit. It was a pink one-piece outfit. Jill agreed, and the next thing we know, we turn around and he's standing right there, alone. He says, Were you guys saying something about me? Jill and I start cracking up. I say, No, I would never say anything about you because I love your music and I'm going to your concert. He says, How'd you get tickets? I say, From a radio station. We have been walking down the hall all this time, and we go up the stairs and up another flight until we're at a weird pizza place with bowling. He buys us pizza, and we sit like old friends. Then we see Morris Day, and he and Prince start arguing. Morris says, want to step outside? They do, and we hear fighting. Prince comes back with a black eye, and Morris has a bloody mouth and nose. Prince says he can't get back into the business for a while, because they don't take people with black eyes. Second dream. This is short. I'm friends with Prince, and we're listening to Free. When it's over, he says, sighing, I was never good at those pretty-type songs. I say, then how'd you manage to write such a good one? He smiles at me and kind of half-pats me on the back and puts his arm around me. Two great dreams. Until later, Chris. November 20th, 1984. I'm in love. Pure love. His name is Prince. Oh, sure. I loved him before, but now? I guess I should explain. Something incredible, something one in a million happened. You see, my mom won tickets to Prince on 97FM2. She came home yesterday and told me. We went that very night. And you know something? That was the best night of my life. Since my mom had supposedly better seats, we went with her tickets. It was there, in the third row, that he looked at me. Twice. Straight in the eye. I was waving a light purple bandana so he'd see me. I melted. He is so cute and sexy. And you know something? He has the best ass I've ever seen in my life. I got a shirt and some flyers they handed out. Yes, that was the best night of my life. December 25th, 1985. Here I sit on the last hour of Christmas, 11.07 p.m. exactly. And what a great Christmas it's been. We got a keyboard and the Prince concert video, great clothes and other things. We got a lot of presents. I'm happy, but I feel like crying because not only is my favorite holiday of the year almost over, I also think about how lucky I am. That's not something to cry about, but I just think about other people who aren't so lucky. Maybe I sound corny or hypocritical because I don't do a lot for charity, but that's the way I feel. I love Xmas so much. I love my things, my house, my parents, my family, my health. Maybe I'm making you throw up. Maybe I'm tempting fate, pressing my luck, so I'll shut up. Every time I read something about Prince, it amazes me how much we seem alike. I always thought if I became a musician, I would play things by ear, like I do now. 
wouldn't learn to read music unless I had to. But I thought, maybe if you're going to be a musician like Prince, you'd have to learn. Then today, I read that he couldn't read music either. He played TV tunes by ear when he was young, just like me. Not to say that just because I have some things in common with Prince that others don't also, but it just freaks me out sometimes. Am I being strange? It's only because I feel like we're so alike that we should meet or something. I don't know. Maybe we're not as alike as I think. Maybe I'll never know. Maybe it's just an idiotic fantasy. Probably. I'm so strange sometimes, but everyone's a little strange. I've also been thinking about God more than I used to, and it's not just because of Prince. I think it's Christmas. I may not go to church, but I worship God just the same. I pray more than I used to because I'm starting to relate him to what happens to me. This is not to get really religious or commit myself to a convent, although I might as well. Boys are too scared to ask me out or talk to me anyway. I realize I sound weird, but don't get the wrong idea. I'm kind of pouring things out because I'm a little melancholy. End of 85, Christmas, etc. What I'm trying to say is, I thank God for the things I have. The other thing I'm trying to say is, life is fine, this Christmas was great, and I want to meet Prince because I think we have a few things in common, and I like him a lot. Now, when you think about it, I'm not so weird after all. I might beg to differ, but... Um, this was a common theme in the entries of this diary, which uh, took place between the ages of 13 and 14. Now, if I had turned out to be Maite Garcia, who met Prince as a teenager and ended up marrying him, these journal entries would seem a lot less delusional. But it turned out that Prince and I were not meant to be. It also turned out that my musical aspirations were equally imaginary and ill-fated. I no longer rush to buy Prince's albums the day that they come out. It is now okay if I happen to miss it when he makes a TV appearance or gives an interview. And it has taken me about 15 years to admit to myself that my favorite color is no longer purple. But I still listen to his music. I own the special anniversary DVD set for Purple Rain, and I will always have an obsessive, tender love for Prince and the music he has made. And if I ever get to meet him again, there's no guarantee that I won't cry. Subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, kindly visit www.kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.